Hey, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Living Vivaciously podcast. I'm your host, Marina Gerges. Today, we are talking about expanding your capacity, your body's capacity for abundance, to invite more into your life, into your business. And I have a guest today who is a Jewish embodiment mentor. Hi, Shana. Welcome. So excited to be here. I'm so excited oh, to have okay. you. Such a full circle moment because you interviewed me on your podcast about two years ago when I was mm -hmm. traveling through, what was it? It was Central America. It was in Costa Rica. And it's beautiful to have you here and to have you share your journey ever since then, because I know you have a thriving pot, a thriving business and a thriving life. So it's so special to hear from you directly, to hear about your journey. And that's what we will be diving into. And I must start by saying that seeing you on Instagram and on TikTok is such a joy. Every time I see a post of yours, I know I will be moved in a certain way. I know that you're going to say something powerful. I'm getting chills as I say this too. And I would love for you to share a little bit about this journey and maybe a little bit about what you do for yourself more so than even your clients. We're going to get into that later to show up in this power and to tell your story almost shamelessly. That's what the vibe I'm getting and let me know how it feels for you and what your thought process is. So Please uh, share with us. <laughs> I was on my walk this morning. We just moved into my dream home, looking over the ocean, which was the reason why I moved to this island that we live in Mexico. And that word shamelessly came in into my mind. And I was like, that's the whole point is it's not, it's with the shame. Like the, it's the whole process is really giving the shame an opportunity to be seen, to be heard. I'm, I get embarrassed. I get ashamed. I get insecure. We're all human with very real emotions. And I was really trying to explore that whole concept of shamelessly and liberating shame from the body, but we can, we can go there. Mm -hmm. But that was something that was definitely on my mind this morning, but I love that this full moment this full circle experience I was always attracted to your still am I love the vivacious brand like we're traveling we can live a life the business is is great and powerful and important but you don't find many people that are living first business second not that it's a hierarchy but it really was always a priority I was always looking for that yeah. in people that I wanted to be inspired by so I love that we get to have this full moment conversation. That's so important to me. So a little bit about my journey, I guess I started, I moved to the island that I live, Cozumel. I moved to Mexico the beginning of 2021 for about like six years before I had been traveling, dancing, working, any jobs I can get my hand on, freelancing, trying businesses, trying this, trying that. And I hit a rock bottom in 2020, as I feel like most people yeah. did 
I hit like a medical crisis, financial crisis, emotional breaking point and kind of woke me up to a deeper level of myself. And then I started investing in myself in a new way. And that brought me into the healing world. It brought me into the business world. And then I began my business and moved to Mexico in 2021. And my first year was very difficult. I was busy doing all the things, trying to create, trying to produce, trying to be on all the, like doing all the right things. And it was very exhausting. And I felt a little bit, I was losing myself in it. I was kind of bored with my own life. I was working really long hours and not seeing like, I remember what, reading one of your posts and getting so inspired because you shared over a three-year period what it looks like financially how much you invested how much you got and I I was feeling so stupid and so behind my first year of business brought in like six thousand dollars total and all these people I'm following online six figures in the first yeah. year this I was feeling so yeah I was hiding behind a lot of shame and a lot of guilt from starting my business and from life in general being a woman being I don't know this just life in general and I feel like a big turning point was when I started using the body and embodiment and somatics to really tell my story to liberate that shame that embarrassment that fear and give it a voice as opposed to push it down and try cover it up with being busy or being successful or all the things so I feel like that was a very very big shift in my personal life and in my in my business where my content, my embodiment and my content shifted. And then that brought in consistent income, going, reaching thousands, millions of people that are actually dream clients and feeling alive in my life and in my business and in my body and in my home. So yeah, I feel like that's a some some key pockets from the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful because uh, one thing I'm picking up on as you're talking about your journey is that you tried a lot of things and Mm -hmm. it's not like you felt the shame, the guilt, and you're like, well, let me continue hiding. Let me continue not becoming Shana. You wanted to, okay, I will try and explore different routes, different methods, different things. Could you paint a little picture of things maybe that you tried? I know a lot of people who start on their journey. I mean, especially the first year. I'm so glad you mentioned that one post because people think it's like you start and it's like we see all these big numbers online, people hitting six figures, doing all that. I know the journey is a hike up a mountain and you know you're going to get to a view, but we just want to get to the view before we even do the hike. Like we want to take a cable car. So what are some things maybe that you tried and explored on that path? Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's such a muscle in itself, experimentation, mm-hmm. to to allow yourself to be a student of life, allow yourself to be a student of the process as opposed to be an expert. One of the marketing things is how do you position yourself as an expert? If you've read the marketing books and sales books, it's like expert, 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 mm-hmm. but people don't want to work with experts. People want to hire someone that they feel resonant and relatable and feel like they're a few steps ahead of them as opposed to a thousand 
because there are millions of people that are a thousand steps ahead of you, but it's almost like out of the radar. The, the people that want to work with you today that are looking at your posts and watching your social media, they don't want the perfect end result. They want someone to get them. That's literally what people in the coaching field are really paying for. So that was a big shift because the whole world says to be an expert. To be an ex- in terms of experimentation, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this whole podcast could give the whole list. But before I started this business, I had a reselling vintage thing that I tried. Oh. I did photography. I was a wedding photographer. I did a whole wedding on my own with a drone. Like a wedding Are video. you serious? I didn't know yes. that about you. Okay, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> dance teacher, dance choreographer, music videos, like a dance entertainer in an all-inclusive resort, social media manager. I did call center. I did fundraising. I did marketing manager. I was a kindergarten teacher. I worked at a pizza shop. I sold in COVID when it just hit and I was freaking out. I was living in Panama at the time mm-hmm. and me and the boyfriend I was with at the time we like nuts and <laughs> shredded them and coconut milk and like went around the beach and sold coconut bowls resourceful yeah. that's what we call that <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of these different things that you've tried and you know this resourcefulness <laughs> has seeped into the way you do business and you do things and I know you mentioned dance And one of the things that I noticed about your content in maybe the last year and a half is that there was more dance in it. I mean, Mm. I know that you used to dance too in your content before, but there was even more expression. And it was, and you mentioned like it was the body, you did embodiment work. Could you walk Mm. us through a little bit about what that means and how you started incorporating dance and embodiment into what you do now to achieve not even achieve, I don't like that word, but to invite even more into your life. love that. I used to, yeah, I used to dance. And uh, my dream was like to dance and travel the world. Still is. I love to dance and I love to travel. But dance really took a, a, a new meaning for me when my body started giving me lots of signs that it was screaming for help. And then I really entered the somatic world and understanding the language of the body. And it turned almost into communication with my highest self when I when I move and when I understand posture, symptoms, emotions that live in the body. Yeah, and really a permission to, when I used to dance beforehand, it was more for trends and like, okay, what's trending now? And now the dance is more of a, a ceremony. It's a celebration of self. It's really a communication. It's a dialogue. and it's really empowering because a lot of this industry is like looking outside for information. Okay. So what's the next thing or who's the next mentor? What's the next mastermind or this and what I pride myself in and what I love guiding my clients through is how can you be that to yourself? How can you get the answers from within your body? How can you navigate the, the questions or the stuckness or the self-sabotage or anything as a as a really clear message from the body and I do this practice every single day and that's literally the way that I create content it's the way that I launch it's the way that I show up in my relationship it's all from the body it's not from the mind 
Mm -hmm. I was in the mind for so many years and it just keeps you in a spiral of either future anxious or past sad or depressed and it just loops and loops and loops based on conditioning or like it doesn't really matter it's just it's the human nature so when you shift from heavily relying on the brain to do all the heavy lifting to surrendering to the body already knows it just it takes off so much pressure and it allows you to receive it allows your nervous system to receive with so much more ease so much less chasing and searching and more magnetism and attraction that that sigh that you just did I feel like that's what being embodied in what you share specifically we're talking about content but also the way we carry ourselves through life that's what it feels like and Mm. for me I went through something like this but it wasn't like a a conscious thing that I did but I love moving through my emotions and this is something I noticed in the last few years is that when I feel the stuckness which I'd love to talk to you about is that moving has always helped move the stuckness or move with it in a way instead of fighting against it instead of trying to be make it something it's not even ready to be which I feel like in the online world we always see like I said the, the the view at the top of the hill or the top of the mountain but you know we don't see the, the whole journey and it makes us always feel like we're behind and yeah so honoring the body and making decisions from that place I feel like that was a big shift for myself too in terms of like what I want to do in my business what do I want to launch currently this is also what I use for where I want to go next because people ask how do you make decisions I'm like I don't I'm also an emotional authority in human design same yeah I'm a manifesting generator emotional authority are you the same no exactly (laughs) oh exactly oh I love it so I need to sit with the waves of emotions and I didn't know my younger self would just want an answer now I want to know now and I want to know quick and I want to make a decision but now I sit with my body Uh, a lot more so it's beautiful that you brought that up and also the fact that we think that authentic content comes from us being a certain way but authentic Mm -hmm. expression in general not even content expression in life and in how you speak and how you show up whether it's in your business or or just personal life comes from sitting with the self a bit more and comes even from the conversations you have with yourself a lot of time I post content from my journal, straight from the journal to the gram. And that's usually my most powerful type of expression. Yeah. So what does that even look like to work with emotions uh, in that comes up in the body? I know that you talk a lot about not even transforming and, and you let me know like how you word this more specifically, but mm-hmm. It's that you look at specific emotions that have negative connotations in our society, like shame and guilt, and you have a way of having people understand how that can show up to create even more space for abundance and just more capacity for receiving in life. Could you walk us through a little bit of what 
what is that? And where did you come up with that? Like, how did you know about that? I definitely did not come up with it. I, <laughs> I, I am guided a lot. Um, actually, this past week has been like a really challenging week. On Saturday, our dog ran away into the jungle and oh. I was going through it with my somatic mentor and I was telling her I want my life on hold I was supposed to do a launch and it just doesn't feel right or exciting or this or that um, it feels wrong and she said something like abundance and grief live together they're not separate they're not two separate experiences and that's the core of this type of training that I'm doing somatic training is polarity your capacity to be more than one thing. You can hold one and you can hold the other. It's not just one. If I'm sad, I can only be sad and that's the only experience that my body lives through. And then when I finish the sadness, only then happiness can come through, whatever it is. And a lot of it is expanding your body's capacity to feel the spectrum. So that's a lot of, that's like how I've experienced emotions personally is Every time something comes up, I look at what is the spectrum? What's what's on the other side of that that is asking me permission to feel? So I always I always love the example of looking at how emotions are so similar in the body. Excitement feels like, oh my God. And then nervousness and fears like, oh my God, oh, oh my God, oh no. And and I just tap into the body, notice, oh, that's the same thing. Excitement and nervousness live on the same spectrum. So if I push away nervousness and say, okay, I should just deep breathe and push away the nervousness and be calm, then I'm really also pushing down the, the full extent of my capacity to experience excitement in my body. Mm. So the same thing, I always work with abundance and overwhelm. Like overwhelm's like, oh my God, I'm so confused. Everything's everywhere. There's so much going on. And abundance is, oh my God, there's so much happening. It's so exciting. And it's a similar those are like very basic embodied spectrums, but that's a lot of how I like to work with emotions. It's it's one and the same often, or it's the opposite polarity. And if we're pushing down one, we're pushing down the other. So if you're pushing down overwhelm, saying, no, 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 I need to be organized and overwhelm is wrong and it means I'm too in my head and whatever whatever stories we give it, then we're also pushing down our capacity to be in this awe state of wow so much so much like overwhelm is so much and abundance is so much and if your nervous system can't take the so muchness of overwhelm then it's also protecting itself from the so muchness of desire so that's kind of how it works wow I am having a major aha moment like I don't even know like how to explain this but what you just said I've actually experienced recently so last August I decided that I, I want to go somewhere and I came to Greece where I am right now and I came here and I instantly felt a sigh of relief like I, I want to stay here my nervous system can't handle going anywhere else I've been traveling at that point for two and a half years. And I was just like, I need space to breathe. I need space to think. I was so overwhelmed. And I decided to then apply for my digital nomad permit. 
But I remember those months, August was fun. I was in summer high in a new country. September was fun too. October, when I decided to apply for the permit, I stressed myself so much and I was so overwhelmed that little things would trigger me, like walking in the street. I couldn't even do it. So this place mm. that felt like a sigh of relief and home and it became my biggest trigger. I would walk in the streets and I would actually take a longer route because I didn't want to walk in the main streets. Everything was too much. Everything was overwhelming. Everything was a trigger. And I remember that those were the times where I actually felt my throat chakra and mm. myself just, you know, get smaller and start to just want to hide away and be in my home and not want to show up. And same thing happened with my income. And I was just like, I don't know what's happening, but I can't do it. I can't do any of this. I can't receive anything. And at that same time, I started having health complications. It was so weird. Yeah. I thought I was home and I'm in this place of a sigh of relief. But at the same time, I went on the extreme opposite of that, which was everything was a trigger and everything was too much to the point where I couldn't do anything. And it wasn't until I left that I realized that. And now I'm back and it's a whole different experience. So it's not the place. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's a place environments matter, but it's also how I am perceiving certain situations. So what you said really resonated. And right now, I am getting a lot more opportunities in my business. I'm able to show up and share with more expansiveness. That's what abundance for me personally feels like. It's a very expansive mm -hmm. energy. So instead of what you said, like, this is too much. So that was so beautiful. Love that. Yeah, the body, sometimes it comes in whispers, but yeah, it comes at the most inconvenient times of like really on top of everything. Mm -hmm. And the body is just it's screaming for attention it's it's that's where this whole thing landed for me is when I realized okay my body is screaming but what's it actually saying what is it actually saying and then I created a whole membership around that so it's called the body talk membership and, and we get to start building our own communication with our body because there's no guidebook because it's your own language it's your language so the more that you practice the language I'm, I don't know if you're into languages I love languages but the more that you practice it the, the more fluent you can get so it's a it's really a daily practice but specifically when body parts like I had my first year of business chronic IBS like horrible 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 pain and I just didn't understand what my body was screaming at me for. So I was trying to do all the physical stuff, which obviously you need to take care of physical stuff when your body is screaming. But once I landed in what's the actual desire that my body is asking for, requesting for, giving that, and then symptoms just disappeared. Isn't that amazing? It's our body's way of just saying, pay attention to something. Like it's communicating. Yeah. And it, it communicates through emotions, it communicates mm -hmm. through our thoughts, it communicates through like physical body, mental body, emotional body. Yeah, it's always talking. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier that you made $6,000. Was that in your first year business? Yeah. Yeah. First year, I was doing little odd jobs like marketing jobs and stuff that I didn't count in that, but from the actual coaching business, yeah. And 
how how did that then transform into abundance and what does that look like the how the yeah that big shift was for me my whole body shut down I had stuck in bed for days and I'm healthy I eat well I do yoga I go on walks every day like I don't get sick and thank god and so I was just I don't know if you know the book you can heal your life you can heal your body by Louise Hay I was too sick to read, but I was just listening to the audiobook on YouTube. It's for free. It's on YouTube. I recommend it. And the back of her book has a index and it has every symptom or it has a lot of symptoms. And then it has the belief system that you're living by and how it manifests into your body. So I still have it here, like in this. And I wrote down every symptom I was having and every belief system it was creating. Let me find the page. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. This feels really special. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, where is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I titled it Metaphysical Healing. Wow. And I just wrote every single, I had fatigue, aches, lower back pain, constipation, dizziness, nausea, stomach ache, vomiting, weakness. And every single one I was reading, I wrote them down, like fatigue, loss of love when one does aches, longing for love, lower back pain, fear of money, lack of financial support, constipation, stuck in the past, refusing to release old ideas, dizziness, flighty, scattered thinking, whatever. Every single one was like, whoa, she's not reading my mind. My body is manifesting my belief systems. Yeah. And that's when I took this type of work very seriously because up until that point, I was investing in business courses, reading every single business and, and marketing and sales book under the sun so I could be successful. And I realized there's other paths to success that are a lot clearer and a lot more alive for me. And so that when that landed in my body, my whole life, within like two weeks, I made over $6,000. Wow. And started hosting retreats and things started shifting but it wasn't a strategy of course there's actions and I was consistent anyways in my first year of business so everyone says you have to be consistent I had the muscle of resiliency I had the muscle of consistency I had that it wasn't that I had blocked belief systems that money patterns or worthiness was a big one deserving productivity like that you're only deserving of success if you're this type of productivity or whatever. And that all changed when I just listened to my body asking me permission to, to be the things that it was asking for, mm. to be messy. Yeah, to give, give those things a voice. That's really become my motto and the way that I create and show up is all those symptoms, instead of showing up in my body, I get to show them up in my content and give them a voice. Mm. Instead of speaking through symptoms and making me stuck or self-sabotage or unwell, I get to create with them, turn them into art, turn them into expression, give them an opportunity to be seen. And that's literally, I. that's why I feel that my content is resonating. Like people say like, wow, because I'm literally just saying what my body's asking for. Yeah, like it's asking for, okay, I feel embarrassed today that I feel behind. Most people would say, oh, that's not professional. You shouldn't say that. But I 
give the shame a voice and I say, well, what can you do about it when the shame is feeling behind? Now shame is not suppressed. It has an expression. So now it gets to be alive as opposed to being pushed down and then it, it has to force its way to be seen and it does that through self-sabotage or through your body. Mm. Wow. Powerful. That's some powerful stuff right here. And mm. speaking of powerful stuff, I remember seeing one of your posts about the mother wound. And I know that's one of mm. your posts that went pretty viral. How did that feel, by the way, to have something so intimate? I'm sure you've sat with the story before you shared it, but it felt very intimate, but it was so powerful because a lot of people are like, I don't want to be exposed. I don't want to put out these personal things. You even mentioned it. They want to be the expert. They want to be seen a certain way and nothing wrong with that. Some people, that's their vibe. They show up in their power as an expert, I believe in showing up as a human and sharing things, but sharing things from a place that's powerful. And I want to hear from you, where was that place? And what was your process sharing that story? Yeah, for me, vulnerability feels powerful. Yeah. Yeah, same. A lot of people feel the protection of, okay, I made this amount of money and I'm this successful in that, and that feels powerful. And that's great. And for me, mm-hmm. what feels powerful is someone commenting, well, that really changed the way that I relate to my mother. That really, that brought me to tears or I tried this practice or whatever it is. That feels powerful. That feels empowering and powerful at the same time. In terms of people seeing it or the vulnerability piece, I shared a post about this recently, but I have a lot of boundaries with my personal life and I'm Mm -hmm. sure I will continue to build more boundaries. There are lots of things that I don't share and lots of, I would say like 10% of my life I share or less. So there's definitely things that, that I play around with and say, okay, is it relevant? A lot of the stuff is like, is this just clickbaity or is this actually going to impact? So that's always mm-hmm. a question that we that I ask myself is, what's in it for them? How's this going to help someone? Yeah, the story is is a pathway or a gateway for someone to give themselves permission to have that experience or have this new thought or new way to think or new way to feel. But yeah boundaries are important for vulnerability because I feel like it's easy to just share in a way that's a victim and what that looks like or what that feels like is it's opposite of empowering it's disempowering I was broken this and that okay that maybe was your life story but what how can you help instill hope that's Mm -hmm. one of the key things Mm. because I think everyone can share their victim story that's not the hard part yeah And I hear this a lot from my clients and people in my audience, I'm sure you do too, but people feeling exposed when they share or people feeling that they're show-offs. I mean, these are the two extremes that I usually hear. It's like, no, I don't want to share that I'm traveling because then it seems like I'm flexing. No, I don't want to share about my family because I feel exposed And again, as you said, it has to be relevant to what you're sharing in your brand. It has to be relevant to helping your ideal client in some way, whether it's giving them hope or inspiring them or 
maybe showing them an alternative way, which yeah. is usually the thing that uh, helps me um, share from that space too. So what are your thoughts on, on that? For, for the sensation of exposing, that's where I would invite, well, in what ways do you need to clean up your boundaries with mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. A lot of the times we... we the experience we're having outside and, and social media and self-expression is a beautiful example. It's a mirror to the way that you're treating yourself. So if you're feeling exposed, in what way do you need to bring up your boundaries a little bit? In what way are you spilling over? Sometimes what I like to do if I'm working with a client or we're going deeper into something, we'll take on that character of exposed so what does it feel to be exposed mm. it feels naked it feels vulnerable it feels embarrassing whatever it is we go into that emotion and we play there and we embody that and we breathe into it and we voice it and we take it to all the body parts through movement sensation gesture and through that there generally is a voice there is a request that that feeling is asking you permission for so maybe exposed is and this every single person's going to have a different experience but i'll give you like a, a general example of what it could look like expose the character of exposed in the body could be asking you permission for well can you be okay with me being ugly can you accept me for being naked and bare without any success or attachment to result can you accept me right now? And a lot of times I just see emotions as like little kids asking for love, acceptance, or attention. And so if you're feeling exposed on the internet, well, what is that nakedness or that fear of vulnerability actually asking you for? If it has a voice, if it has a request, what's it asking for? And then how can you give it to yourself? What are you going to do about it? Instead of outsourcing, okay, I feel exposed and I'm not going to create in that way. Okay, give that a voice. Well, the same thing as show off. Or I often say to my clients, okay, this, this inner meanie, this inner bully is coming up. Okay, what, what does it really want? What does the inner meanie want? Usually the inner meanie wants to create a boundary or a line. And oftentimes the small character that's hiding and embarrassed often just wants to be seen without being perfect or pretty or whatever it is so sometimes that thing that we're so don't want to feel actually wants to be felt it wants the permission to be felt mm. and then we tiptoe into it we don't jump into the deep end the nervous system doesn't like to be shocked into change because then you're re-traumatizing it so in a lot of people say just jump into it just do it just jump in the deep end just quit your job just do that just do it just be strong, be powerful. I'm like, so the opposite, because you can only have the capacity to just do it when your nervous system can actually just do it. If you're, if you're stuck, your body is literally frozen, you cannot move. So don't tell someone that's stuck to just post or someone that's angry to just just take a deep breath. Yeah, it's bullying almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very harsh way of treating ourselves too. Yeah. And that's the world we live in. I'm also curious about how you actually create your content. So now we know that you definitely sit with yourself a lot and your body and your emotions. And 
use this. I love showing, so I'll show you. <laughs> Please. I do I do it every day. Okay. So basically I do a like a practice every day. Mm. And that could be I, I have a whole membership and there's a whole library of practices if you wake up and I'm feeling guilty or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling excited or just noticing what's alive in your body and moving through that conversation. So through that practice, there will either be like a conversation with the two extremes if it's like a polarity practice, like I really want this, but I real either it's two opposites or it's two desires that are conflicting or it's um, just noticing where resistance lives or where fear lives or whatever, whatever's alive in the body. So that's the first thing. We do a, an embodiment practice. Literally, sometimes if it's a busier day, five minutes, 10 minutes, usually 20 minutes. Then from there, my body sends a message. For example, my shame wants to be seen. Or this example is a deep rest. My body's requesting rest. There was a conversation about laziness. Rest feels lazy. So it was requesting for rest that feels rejuvenating instead of only resting when there's exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, I would create about that and I would speak to that fear of laziness or whatever that looks like. So I'd either create Instagram Live or a Reel or a Carousel. Like those are three favorite types of content that I like to create every single person has a way that they like to create. So I never say one way, but those are the three ways that I like. And I I give that a voice. Because a lot of the times we meditate, we do breath work, we do embodiment practices, we do grounding in nature. And then what? A lot of these things that come through, they want to be witnessed. They want to be seen. They want to be created. I feel like it's the most spiritual and godly thing we can do is to create. Because that's literally what we are we're creations and when we create i'm very i'm very spiritual i love bringing god into everything and for me that's that art making or that giving this a voice is really important so that's what i do every day i give it a voice and let's say we're, we're turning it into a reel i have the, the theme or the intention or the desire that i want to work through in that and then I sit with the hook. I probably spend the most amount of time on the hook because that's most people are scrolling in in freeze mode. They're using scrolling as a way to escape their life or their to-do list or I have five minutes to breathe or I have a toilet break or this. A lot of people are scrolling from that space. And so the way that I like to create reels are how can I radically disrupt someone's nervous system? How can I like challenge them, move, move something? So I'll usually use something that's personal, shocking, contradictory, something that makes someone feel called out or called in, whatever that is. So I do the hook, create the value and really focus on how can this actually help them as opposed to how can this get views? So if I'm actually speaking about laziness or fear of embarrassment, so I might use personal story I shared recently, like I used to be embarrassed of people coming to my home as a teenager because I noticed shame in my body that was trying to hide and be small. 
And so, so many people commented, oh yeah, that's me, that's me. So I bring that form of relatability, but once someone's relating, well, what are they, what can they do with it? Mm -hmm. What can they leave that with? So try to create it, make it as concise as possible. Obviously, like some people comment, yeah, but that's not, that's not the full experience. I'm like, yeah, it's a one minute reel. It's obviously not going to be the full experience, but it's a taste. And then I give deep, basically I take it to the next level in my IG lives. So my reels show this new way of thinking or feeling or believing. And then the IG lives takes us through like a somatic practice or takes us through that experience. Usually like 20 to 40 minutes to really take that concept and let it land. Yeah. I feel like that's a little bit about the creative process. Beautiful. And I assume then you don't in particular batch your content then because it feels, um, yeah, it's it's working with, as you said, what's alive in the body. I love how you put it. I do have a whole like notes folder of when ideas pop into my head. And a lot of my content is based on what's alive for me. And a lot of my content is conversations that I've had so with clients or with people on reels or comment or people in my membership that ask questions. So I would say, I don't know if it's the percentage, but some of it's based on what's alive with me right now. And some of it's based on what's what the conversation is happening. So I have like a whole notes with like hundreds of ideas that just happen in conversations. And if I don't necessarily want to share it or if it's not relevant or a lot of those things, then I'll go to a, a post that let's say it's a question or a theme that's coming up. So it's not solely just that. I'm sure that's very powerful because it resonates with people because it's resonating for you in your body. That's authentic content. It's that. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing all this goodness. I like taking many, many mental notes and I had a lot, a lot of aha moments. And I can't imagine just how transformative the kind of work that you do with your clients. And I know you have a membership. You shared a little bit about the membership. Is there anything else that you want to invite people into or you can help them with? Yeah. We have like private coaching. We have Mastermind just launched. And what I love about somatic mentorship, which has really changed my life, is it's beyond the words that come out. So let's say a client says, this and this happened, or I really, really want to be seen. And I, instead of listening to the words that, the, that you're saying, I notice, oh, well, the body doesn't want to be seen. It's holding on for dear life. We work with the body. So we work with the messages, the belief systems, the patterns, because you can learn information from today into tomorrow, but your body is holding on to conditioning or belief systems or emotions. And that's where the real transformation happens. That's where we get to like radically shift the way that we create all these cycles that we're in, patterns, habits, they all happen in the body. So yeah, the membership is like, the base, like learning the ABCs of this type of language. And then high level mentorship is like, let's get fluent. Let's have a conversation. Let's actually go into this foreign country and speak the language. So it's really less about 
help me with this or this is coming up or how do I do this one two three and more like, well, what's your body saying and then let's work from there and that's where so much magic happens so yeah we often have some sort of high level mentorship that's being launched so you can just follow me on Instagram and send a message if that's something that interests you and I highly recommend you follow Sheena on Instagram and TikTok so much good content oh my yeah. god Thank you. Yeah, I love following you and seeing what you share. And I want to end with uh, a question that I ask all my guests, which is what does living vivaciously on your own terms mean to you? I love it. I feel like for me, it feels alive. Yeah, when I really tap into it. And that, yeah, that looks different in different seasons of my life. And just being honoring that because sometimes like a couple years ago, living vivacious was very different than what it is now. And it might be different in a year from now and really, really honoring that evolution that it's not one thing. It's can I can I notice what feels alive? A lot of times we sleepwalk through life through being really busy or being really disassociated and yeah, that's the biggest gift we can give ourselves in each and every moment is what does it feel like to be alive? A lot of times they're like, okay, yeah, I want this goal or I want this manifestation or I want this end result. But who am I being right now? You can actually experience that without needing something to give up to you. You create that within yourself. So. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like we could do this all day. It's so fun. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, Shana. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, make sure you, sh you share it uh, with a friend and rate the podcast and follow me on social media so that we can continue these amazing conversations. And I'll see you in the next one.